Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got a little clip here, about a 45-minute clip or so from our uh, YouTube episode that dropped last night, What If The Bulldogs Won In 2012 and 2014. This clip here focuses on the 2014 Grand Final and what would have changed in the history of Rugby League if the Doggies won the 2014 Grand Final over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. How would it impact your Josh Jacksons, your Josh Reynolds, uh, Josh Morris's, all these sort of stars, and also the other side of the park. How would it influence... You know, the career of Greg Inglis, Sam Burgess, how would he be remembered? The career of Michael Maguire, Adam Reynolds, Luke Keary, a heap to dive into here. Matty's obviously a big South Sydney fan, so there was plenty to discuss here. If you'd like to watch this entire episode, it is available on YouTube now. So go to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru, like, comment, subscribe, and you can watch the full episode there. Yeah, 2014, the Bunnies, they win this grand final 32-6, which, you know, a big scoreline, 24 points gave it to them. Uh, I remember being at this game, and at halftime, it was 6-0. I remember thinking, fuck, this is close. South Sydney are the better team, but fuck, this is close. Then we come out in the second half, and T-Rex scores. Matty, you must have been a little bit nervous. I'll give you a breakdown, because I've watched this game 100 times. So the first, obviously the first play of the game is when the broken cheek happens, but the first 20 minutes of that game, South are absolutely, absolutely dominating. Like, in attack, in defense, everything. Only got one try out of it. it we got a disallowed try and a try to, to AJ. But then in the 20-minute to 40-minute period is when the Bulldogs start clawing back. That's when, you know, Josh Reynolds kicks a 40-20. They don't score a try, but they build a little bit of pressure and the sting is taken out. So at halftime, I remember thinking, we fucking dominated that first 20 minutes. Um, and they, it's not like the Bulldogs dominated South next 20, but I remember thinking, fuck, I wish we could have been up by a bit more. And then for T-Rex to score right after halftime, I started thinking, oh, no. Like, fuck me. Fuck me dead. This is not happening. Because, you know, they'd choked in the prelim the year before. They'd lost the prelim the year before that. But then, you know, around the 50th, 55th, 60th minutes when um, I think George Burgess scored his try. Then we get a penalty goal. Sorry, penalty goal attempt. Adam Reynolds misses. It's 40 out. Gets another penalty goal attempt. Like in the exact same spot, like five minutes later, kicks it, 
and then went bang 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 from there and it was kind of the it was kind of the theme of how south won games that year if you mm. if you look back i'm pretty sure they only won three games all year now you have to do your own research on this but i'm pretty sure they only won three games by one to 12 like it was all 13 plus that year wow. and it was always never a fucking blowout from minute one it was always like kind of that was the theme of the year and it was kind of a true reflection on south that year the first 60 minutes their four packs had real uh, sorry the rabbitohs four pack would really like try and take it out of you and then you know the our great attacking players would blow it away at the end it's the, it, it's the true reflection of the fords pick who wins the backs by how much that whole year and 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 that whole game um so yeah to answer your question i was i was very very nervous up until about the 74th minute <laughs> What was the um what, what what was the try that really started to turn it for you? Uh, the George Burgess try. Yeah. So yeah. So it was that. At was that, that point, the second try? Yeah. Yeah. So at that point it was um six all or six eight I think I can't remember if the penalty goal was before or after, um, but yeah. So that that Burgess try, I think that yeah that made it fourteen six, and then Somiava scored in the corner to make it eighteen six, and then Reynolds kicked the goal, and that really was the winner. But obviously being the pessimist. Uh, I still didn't believe we'd won until Reynolds scored after that. Underrated try, that one. Oh, so... Oh. That's a cracker. Like, yeah, so Reynolds, Adam Reynolds puts a kick in. Chris McQueen, who I will slide into his DMs very shortly. He replied to you last <laughs> night. How good. Oh, that was so funny. Um, uh, leaps up, gives it to Inglis, who just puts this crazy, crazy, crazy kick in, and then it just bounces perfectly. I think it was... AJ might have ran past it and then Somi scores in the corner. Uh, the bounce of a football sometimes. Oh. Can, I reckon that's one of the more unbelievable bounces of so, football. So me and my mates call that a Queensland bounce. So <laughs> when it bounces- Love that and stealing it. <laughs> yeah, when it bounces in your favour, it's a Queensland bounce. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, now, we'll, we'll come back to the bunnies in a second. Yep. We were going to talk about Canterbury, then I handed the mic to Maddie. Yeah, a mistake be, I make on many silly. occasions. <laughs> but there's plenty to talk about with our south sides. So we'll get into a minute. But the Canterbury side, obviously a lot of players that were in that 2012 team. So uh, you guys like um, James Graham, Josh Jackson, Greg Eastwood, Tolman, these sort of guys that we don't need to repeat ourselves on. But even more to my point of 2012 that we would remember that to be one of the great packs. Yep. If this team wins against... You know, your, your Burgess boys, your Johnny Suttons, Ben Tittles, these sort of guys. I, I genuinely think we remember the 2014 Dogs as one of the best sides. And my reasoning why, their spine. Sam Perrett was their fullback. Love Sam Perrett, great player. He was a winger. Yeah, definitely. Like, a great winger. A great, a fucking sensational winger, but he was a winger. Yeah. Um, I, I would argue that if Sam Perrett was in the South Sydney Rabbitohs team, he might have been their third choice fullback. He pr probably wouldn't have even made the team. We might have made it at that point over Johnston. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. but And that's with all due respect to Sam Perrett, a brilliant player, but he was a winger playing fullback. Uh, and like when you look at who is against a fullback. 100%. One like of the greatest just, of all time. It's just not fair. It's a complete mismatch. Yeah. Um, Josh Reynolds at six, Trent Hodgkinson at seven. Uh, obviously two guys that went into the Origin Arena and played incredibly well, got the job done, uh, won it for the Blues. There was other guys in that team that were in, that were in absolute career best form, obviously. Uh, but Josh Reynolds and Trent Hodgkinson, once again, if you were to stack up all the players that have been in grand finals for the last 20 years, once again, I don't think they would be in the top 50%. Is that fair, Matty? Yeah, probably. Like, obviously, they had that, as you said, that great period and, 
you know, I, I can never speak ill of them because they were the ones that broke the drought for us. But you're right, like when it comes to like consistent, like they only had a couple of good years together. So yeah, you're right. And I mean, outside of Josh Reynolds and just his absolute ticker, name me one thing that Josh Reynolds or Trent Hodgkinson did better than Luke Keery and Adam Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they, they were just goers, out and out goers, which is what Canterbury is all about. And then the hooker, Mozambai. A halfback? Well, that was his first game of hooker in the NRL. Yeah, playing in a grand final because obviously, and obviously this is the grand final where Mick Ennis and Isaac Luke, neither of them were playing in this game. Yep. So when you consider Sam Perrett, a winger at fullback, Reynolds and Hodkinson in the halves, and then Mozambai playing his first ever game at hooker. And he played his next game at hooker in 2017. So, And then is that just, that's just about it until and a few then, years later, eh? Yeah, he played like one random game in 2020 and a couple of random games last year. Last year for the Dragons, but the Dragons yeah. were obviously a bit of a bit of a shit show this year. So I think that when you consider that spine, I think when you well you consider what the forward pack did of Tolman, James Graham, Josh Jackson, Tony Williams, Greg Eastwood, Tim Brown, Fanukan, Clemmer, Pritchard was their bench. Oh, what like, a great bench! Oh, I, I reckon that we would look at this side similar to how we sort of look at the two thousand and four Dogs if they won this grand final because, yeah. and you know, you, even even when you look at that two thousand and four Dog side. They had Luke Patton, who was a tremendous player. They had Brayton Astor, who was, you know, an Australian rep at that point. Brent Sherwin, who didn't play rep football, to be fair, but was incredibly successful throughout his career. Uh, so I really do think that this 2014 dog side would be put right up there on a pedestal as one of the better forward sides, one of the better forward packs uh, that we've seen in the NRL. Mate, I know there's one guy that you want to talk about in this Bulldogs uh, side that's been pretty relevant the last few weeks, obviously mm. playing for uh, Samoa in the World Cup, Timmy Lafay. You ask any any Bulldogs fan, any Bulldogs fan, and they will they will rave about Tim Lafay. Not just in this grand final, but just his his time at the club. And I think he was out and out the best player for the Bulldogs this day. Not with the ball, just just in defence. Like South were just attacking from left, right, and centre, and he was like a couple of dogs had some average, a bit of an average game, but he was one of them that really stood up for the dogs. And I I remember sitting in the stands thinking, fuck, Lafayette shut, shut another one down. And it's just one of those guys that you'll never remember because they didn't win the game. But if they did win the game, you know what? He wouldn't have got the Clive Churchill because they don't give it to a, a centre that defended well. But he was so good this game. And, and I, I remember around this, this time, I had friends who were Bulldogs fans who were huge fans, like really, really rated Timmy Lafayette. Um So, yeah, I... I think he is one of the true, true forgotten men out of this team. And just on top of him, the entire back line, no one in that back line ever won a premiership. Sam Perrett, Corey Thompson, Josh Morris, Tim Laffey, Mitch Brown, Josh Reynolds, Trent Hodkinson. Wow. Tell you what, I would have given my right fucking arm to see Corey Thompson win a grand final. Oh, I love that yeah. guy. Me too. Fire out. Sam Perrett as well. You know, we spoke about him earlier. I, I don't know if you want to call him a journeyman or whatever, but he was just always such a solid, solid footballer who always did a job in every single team he was ever in. Uh, unlucky to never win a comp. We already spoke about it at that bench. I can't get over it, mate. Finucane, Clemmer, Pritchard. Wow, Sam Perrett lost three grand finals. What did he lose? 2010, uh, 2010 10, with the Roosters? Yeah. And then 12. the two with Canterbury? Yeah. Wow. Poor bloke. He was tough. He was good. I liked, I liked Sammy Perrett a lot. Yeah, very good player, Sammy. He had a younger brother, Lloyd, who looked like he was going to be Lloyd. very talented as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm not yeah you're right. This this dog's bench. Like, as I remember, like, South were pretty much unlosable that day just because of the form they were in. But if you compare the benches, like, if you look back with the benefit of hindsight, the Bulldogs' bench is way better. 
Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, I, I, I thought you were about to say they're about even. I thought, thought you were going to get a bit South Sydney on me. No, but yeah, way better. The Canterbury one is, is definitely better. Uh, yeah, unbelievable for the Bulldogs. And like we've already sort of spoken about Desi Hasler and how he would have been uh, remembered and whatnot. And I, I would argue that if Josh Reynolds wins either of these grand finals, he's a one-club, 300-game player, I reckon. Yeah, I wish he was anyway. He should be anyway, you're yeah. right. But I don't think there's any hope in hell uh, that he leaves. You've also got to remember the timing of this. 2014, um, midway through the year, these two had won the State of Origin together. So if they then would have backed it up with a premiership victory, mm. um, I don't know, does that buy them a year, two years as State of Origin halves? Yeah, probably. I I don't remember the ins and outs because we looked it up earlier and mm. Hodginson played the next year, Josh Reynolds didn't. I don't remember if there was injuries or whatnot, but um, yeah. I don't know though, because obviously 2015, game three, we got pumped by 50. So maybe that was a bit of a bit of a clean out. But yeah. you're right, if, if they were premiership winning halves, they probably would have been looked on more favorably for future. For sure. Yeah, the, the other one here that would have been interesting would have been T-Rex, Tony Williams. Um, if he would have won this grand final, that would have been his second premiership with Des Hasler at, at a second club. That's right. Would have been I keep a nice. Getting you played for Manly. Yeah, he he won a comp. Was he on the wing or was he coming off the bench at that point? I would I say was, bench, but I will have a look. I think he was. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was coming off the bench originally in what was that? Two thousand. No, he was second row in twenty eleven. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and that that was in twenty eleven, was it? Yeah, 20, second row. Twenty eleven. Yeah, but if you have a look through that year, he started on the bench in just about every game until the final started. Then he brought him into the starting side. He, that's right. Because was that the year he played for Australia? Yes, I think it was. So, yeah, that was the year where he just went. Came off the bench nuts. for the Kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. But you're right about this four pack, this Bulldogs four pack. I can't get over it either. It's fierce. Let, let me, let me, um, I know we've said it a hundred times, but let me read it out again. Aiden Tolman, James Graham, son front rowers, Josh Jackson, T-Rex, and Greg Eastwood. Fuck. How good was Greg Eastwood? Oh, I'm pretty sure, was 2014 in the year Greg Eastwood one player of the tournament. I think he did. Possibly. Yeah, so Greg Eastwood was in like crazy, crazy form. And then Tim Brown, Fanuke and Clemmer and Pritchard on the bench. Just, just insane. Remind me to tell you a story about Greg Eastwood later. All right, sweet. Cracker. Um, yeah, Canterbury side, unbelievable. Let's move to the other side of the park. Um, and I'll ask you off the bat. Yeah. If Greg Inglis doesn't win a premiership with South Sydney, where does it leave his career? Yeah, I, honestly, it it wouldn't be looked as as favourably because he was him and Burgess were the face of that premiership, and that's that's how they're remembered. So it's it's extremely hard to look back and try and take that part of history out because that was the most important part of history in Greg Inglis's South Sydney Rabbitohs career. So if we lost that grand final, that would have been two prelims, a GF loss. When did he retire? 2019? 2019, yep. So that, so another prelim loss in 2018 as well because he retired after round two, I'm pretty sure. And so, it, yeah, yeah, it's crazy to consider, mate, that a guy that wins two premierships and a Clive Churchill medal at Melbourne, granted, stripped off them, remember it however you want to remember it, but it's crazy that when you win a Clive and you win two comps at one club that those premierships aren't really remembered as your premierships. No. Like at the end all. of the day, they were Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. Yeah. It was it was their team. Whereas fast forward to 2014 and shout out to Greg. Like, fuck, he took a punt going to South Sydney. Oh, like, 
Well, like, he came to South and we'd made the top eight once in, I'm pretty sure, his entire life. Yeah. And he had the offer to go up to the Brisbane Broncos, which looks like it, it was done and dusted to play alongside Darren Lockyer and to be the next guy after him. Um, went to South Sydney and the rest is history. Four years later, wins that premiership. Obviously has that moment in the grand final where does the Goanna. And for me, like... When I think Greg Inglis, as much as he did amazing things at Melbourne, did amazing things in Origin, I'd like to forget the Origin moments. But it's that Goanna, that try that stands out. And it wasn't even a deciding try. It was oh, just the full was stop over, at the yeah. end of a premiership. And, just, fuck, just, a and just the fact that, like, the, I think full shout-out to, like, whoever was doing the producing that day because they change and switch that camera at the perfect time because you just see him looking dead into the camera with red and green just behind him. It's just – it gives me – I'm literally got goosebumps right now. Yeah, I reckon that producer would have got a few pats on the back just oh, it, sure. it's, it's an under, like For that guy and his skill set, yeah. that's his fucking Super Bowl and he nailed it. That's his Greg English go in a moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking huge. Uh, yeah, so I think if you take that premiership away from Greg, and I think the other thing that we forget too is that after that premiership, Greg only plays about another 60-odd games of first grade. Yeah. Still has some great moments and everything in there, but if you take out that premiership, it's remembered very differently. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I Another think, one I yeah. want to ask you about is Adam Reynolds. Yeah. I think he's been one of the best halfbacks in this competition for a very long time. Um, you can talk about his record when he was at South. Would he go to eight prelims or something? No. Seven or something? I don't want to, I don't want to count. Yeah, I don't want to count. But it is, <laughs> like, as much as for you, it must hurt. Like 2012, 2013, 2014, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. So Seven? He, that's seven prelims, one, two of them, yeah. Wow. But in 2012, and like, I'm not taking anything away from the Bulldogs, but South were up 8-4 and he went off with a hamstring injury. And you completely fell into a fucking heap. Yeah, it was terrible. Him. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Um, and as Jackson said the other day, I, I think it's a great point that people remember premiership winners, but they don't appreciate getting to a grand final, which I completely oh, agree 100%. with. 100%. But mate, let's not sit here and pretend like getting to a prelim's easy either. Mm. Like, it's no, another thing that... that to. To get to seven in – what, what was that seven in a row or seven in eight years? No, nah, so from 2012 to 2021, so 10 years. 10 years. Seven in 10. Wow. Fuck, that's Just impressive. another thing about that. So Reynolds – a lot of these South boys actually, it was a pretty young team. If they – they won that premiership and that was like a monkey off the back. Yeah. Like no one ever was like to Reynolds ever, ever again, oh, he's good but he hasn't won a premiership. Not only that. South hadn't won a premiership in 43 years. So that the 2015, oh, Adam Reynolds haven't won a premiership in 44 years. Oh, Adam Reynolds haven't won a premiership in 45 years. And that would have gone on and it still would have gone on. It would still be going on now. Yeah, and uh, you made a good point there about them being a young side. People forget Adam Reynolds was the rookie of the year in 2012. Yeah. He won the comm in 2014. His halves partner, Luke Keary, was that his first – like, he didn't start the season. He yeah, well, had, he was meant to, but he did his – I think he did his peck in the nines. Yeah. So then he come back in round 16. So he was always meant to be the 5'8 that year. But, um, yeah, he did his peck in the nines. Came back about round 16, I'm going to say. And yeah, ra ra round 17 it is. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Good work, Matty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, from the moment he comes back in, he plays 12 games. They win nine of them. And then Johnny Sutton gets to go to his his good position. Which I think is um, – I don't think Johnny Sutton gets enough credit for that. Uh, obviously no. moving – you know, played 5'8", and, th and they were doing well. And for a guy like him who's – you know, at, th at that point he probably wasn't an absolute l legend of the club. He, he was a great player. 
But for him to be in this side for so long and then move back to the back row to allow... Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I thought... It says here that he played 5-8 in the grand final, John Sutton. No, he didn't. No way. Not a chance. Yeah, that's weird. It says 5-8, but he's in 12. Sorry. Sorry. Back to my point. I, I was right. Huge <laughs> for him to move from 5-8 back into the back row to let this other kid come back in and, and just take control of this side with Adam Reynolds. It's... Uh, and it makes it even more impressive when you consider that Luke Keery had played 20-odd games. Adam Reynolds was in his third year of first grade, and they lost their hooker going into the grand final. Wow, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just looking. He was out from round 21-25. I don't, can't remember why. I think he, might, he must have been injured. He played his first game of the year in the second row in the first week of finals. So he played lock and 5-8. Pretty much 5-8 the whole year. Played a couple of games of lock here and there. And then I remember, I actually remember him talking about it because he, after like two games, he's like, nah, I'm too gassed in the middle. So he played his first game at second row in f- week one of the finals. So he played three games of second row that year. Yeah, wow. I actually didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't realise that either. Where was he from round 21 to 26? Oh, who knows? I, I do. So who, who was playing 5-8 for you? When? In the period when John Sutton was injured and... Um, nah, so Kiri was back by then. Kiri was back by then, was he? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Crazy. And like plenty of other... Like people forget that was... Was that Dylan Walker's first year, second year? First year. First year. And AJ's, he was AJ's first year. I tell you what. So it's funny how we're like looking back. What if Greg English didn't have that premiership? What if so-and-so didn't have that premiership? Nathan Merritt didn't have that premiership. And that is one of the saddest things... Probably the saddest thing ever for South fans. And um, I, I, I just opened up the team list from about round 14 or something and I saw his name and my heart just dropped. Ugh. It's Ugh. fucking brutal how it played out for Nathan Merritt, who... He deserved the premiership just as much as Don Sutton did. Oh, mate. He... I think people need to sort of go back and have a look at the career of uh, Nathan Merritt to realise, respectfully to you, Matty, that South Sydney side that he was in, they were a fucking... They were terrible. Basket case. They were they terrible. They were awful. And he, you know, 2014, when you win the comp, he only scored two tries that year. So before that, he scored 152 tries. Mm. He spent a couple of years at the Sharks. He scored a grand total of eight tries in those, those years. So he scored 145 tries for an underachieving South Sydney side that had made the finals uh, three to four times during that period, maybe. 2007, 2012, 2013, 2014. Yeah, four times. Three times at 424, though. So, also, and, like, I, I've got into, like, pub arguments about Shock a, me. AJ versus um, Merritt, and I yep. hate and I hate it. I hate it so much because, <laughs> like, AJ's such a freak. Pick your favourite child. Yeah, I know, it seriously is. AJ's, like, obviously, like, such a freak, and, like, he's... But, like, if you want to say AJ, that's completely fine. But, like, I always say, just don't forget, though, that Nathan Merritt wasn't playing with Inglis, with Reynolds. Like, he was He was playing... He got 20-something tries in 2006, top of the fucking league for tries, and the Rabbitohs won three games that year. Like, it's crazy. Like, they... I think they both deserve to stand alongside each other. Yeah, for sure. Tremendous player. So, some other guys that in, in this South Sydney team that I absolutely loved. Jason Clark. Oh, Marcelin boy. Yeah, Marcelin Boy, one of the greats. Another one, and I, I, I still to this day reckon he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, Kyle Turner. Yeah, he's great. Champion yeah. fella. 
not sure what he's doing now. I know he was working for South a couple of years. Mm. He was at a, a clinic at a school that I was working at. I've never seen someone that had more time for every single kid that was there, Kyle Turner. He was Just a fucking good, tremendous. honest country kid. Yeah, Kyle he Turner. was the best. Um, now, if the Rabbitohs don't win this grand final, yep. Michael Maguire, does he just become one of the other coaches in the heap of guys that didn't win a comp, couldn't win a comp? Well, yeah, because, I mean, Seabold, it's it's hard to say Wayne because Wayne's Wayne, but like yeah. Seabold went to a, a prelim, no one even remembers it. So he he probably would have got punted a little earlier as well because South kind of fell off a cliff a little bit when Burgess left and I think the, the juice got squeezed out of the orange a bit. Whoever's fault that was, I don't know. But it was time to move on from Madge as, as much as Madge has done. But if he got moved, if he hadn't won a comp, he probably wouldn't have got as much as much time there. For yeah. sure. And as you said, I think you put it perfectly there, juice squeezed out of the orange or whatever you said. Yeah. You just came back after that and you were just flat, weren't you? Yeah, it was disappointing. And obviously you came back without Sam Burgess as well, who I know is one of your favourite players of all time. Yep. If not your favourite. Um, yeah, I think Benny Teo left as well. <laughs> What a season for Benny Teo. Do you, and, you know, like, obviously his big moment was that prelim when he scored that try and he was the best player on the field by a mile. That was his first game back after five weeks because he got done, I think it was a chicken wing tackle or something. Yeah. So that was his first game back after a five-week suspension. He just he came on the field, gave away a penalty, and it was the dumbest it was the dumbest penalty ever. It was like, I think he threw up James Maloney or something. But it set the tone. Yeah, it set the tone. Yes. But it's funny. So he gave away the penalty on his first touch. Not even his first touch. He came on the field and did it. And Sam Burgess blew up at him. And Benny Taylor looked at him and said, fuck off, I'm here for you today or something like that. And apparently like fired up Sam Burgess and the rest of the team. Oh, Have you heard response. Sam talk about that in the – I think it was the yeah. interview he did with Matty Johns. Matty Johns, Johns. Yeah. yeah. Go back and, and listen. He, he said that he blew up at him and he turned around yeah. to that and he just went, yeah. fuck, no one's ever said that to me. Yeah. Oh. It just sort of stunned him. And that, yeah, I, I, everyone talks about the trial that he scored, which was a tremendous try. He was never going to be it. stopped in that moment. But the moment that he picked up James Maloney and just oh. threw him on the ground just to, just to set the standard for the mm. next day, the next 60 minutes, whatever it was. Was that the game where the Roosters halfback got into them about ch choking? Yeah, so Pierce, it was 12-0. Yeah. So they scored. I don't know why I didn't say his name then. Yeah, yeah. they scored two tries. And the, remember the year before, South were up 14-0, choked the year before that, blah, blah, blah. Mitch was like, stop choking, stop choking, stop choking. Allegedly, this is what, this is what you know, the old, the old tale, who knows? It could have been the old, you dropped the World Cup yarn. I'm pretty sure you can see it on the, t I remember saying oh, really? it live and I remember he sort of said it in the direction of Isaac Luke and I sort of thought, don't know about it, Mitch, yeah. don't know about it. But then they just, they, the, they, I think South scored 32 unanswered points yeah. after that. Which also, you've got to throw in the other layer to that, that that Roosters team, they were going for back-to-back -back premierships too. Yep. A one in 2013. So uh, for South to come back in that game, and especially, and this is, you said to me earlier that when South won that game against the Roosters, that it was sort of like, that was almost your grand the final. Grand final, yeah. Sometimes that can be the worst thing for you though. For sure. So uh, that, that, that was the one thing that had me nervous coming into this game against Canterbury, that it was perfect for Des Hasler. Mm, it was his dream situation. Yeah. You just come off the high of beating the Chooks, a lot of emotion in it. Everyone's talking South Sydney, GI, all these Burgers, all these guys. Uh, so it, it was a tremendous win. Um, Sam Burgers, he left at the end of this. 
talk about moments that make great players. And we were talking to Jackson about it the other day, and he was saying that he thought a lot of middle forwards would become immortals. And I sort of said, I don't think they will, simply because they don't have enough opportunities to own huge moments. Sam Burgess' first moment of this game um, comes head-to-head with James Graham, like two magnets coming at each other. He gets man of the match in this game. He gets carried off, broken cheekbone, very Johnny Sattler sort of vibes from 1970, I think it was. Yeah. Moments define players, and this is the moment that defines Sam Burgess. I think that if you take this moment out of it, if he doesn't win this grand final, I think we look back on his career very differently, and I don't think he's the automatic answer to the best import ever, in my opinion. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it's so, again, like, obviously disclaimer. It's just, it's so hard to, like, Hype, like be hypothetical when yep. like it's so hard to take away that moment from him when he he fucking went out there and did it but again let's just pretend it didn't happen you're totally right he didn't he, he's still one of the best players ever to put on that red, red and green jumper one of the best players from england to come over but if you didn't have that moment which is what we define people from by sorry then who knows if he, he, you pro- I, I totally agree we probably don't look at him as an automatic you know number one yeah, and I mean, fuck. Like, imagine if that injury was any worse and he wasn't able to play out that game. He would have had to have lost both of his limbs, I reckon, to walk off that field. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, that would have been devastating. He was – because don't forget, he was leaving after that game. And mm. and he, he announced that at the start of the year. So, like, this – it was just – that would have been absolutely devastating. It, it would have been just as devastating – as Isaac Luke missing out, which is which still burns me, and still I get I'm so fuck it pisses me off. But yeah, it would have been just as bad as that. Fuck, that was a crazy week leading up to that grand final. Because you had that, and then the week had, was bigger than the game. I thought. Oh, for sure, it for was, sure. Because because you got you got the South making their first grand final. You've got the Dogs South rivalry. Like I think it was the first. Oh, you had the grand final last year, but like it was the most. Like, it was the Sydney Grand Final, so it was... I think it's still the most watched Grand Final, something like that. It's still the most uh, highest crowd since they took away the wings. So, it was like 83,000, 83 or something. Um, then you had Ennis miss out. You had Isaac Luke uh, suspended. Then then he had to go to judiciary, so he had all that. Burgess, like, like the battle of Burgess versus Graham. Whew. And there was, you know, as much as South were the favourites, Canterbury had the grand final experience yep. from two years as well. So there was there was things – I still remember, mate, the um, the Newmarket Hotel for that game owned by um, a Greek family, a lot of Bulldogs <laughs> fans, and then in the heart of South Sydney, that place was fucking on fire that night. That was ridiculous. How good's the Newmarket when you drive past and it's got the this is South Sydney sign on it? I just yeah. look at it and go – Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, mate, anything else you want to throw in? Yes, just on Burgess. Yeah. Um, I could talk about him all day. But I generally, not anymore, because like we got this and I'd like to talk to you and Dennis and stuff during games. But back in the day, I used to turn my phone off during games because I didn't want any fucking cunt to distract me. <laughs> so, I, so, so I turned my phone off um, before the game. So I didn't know Burgess did his, broke his face until oh, half, you didn't know. Until half time. So I turned my phone back on to just get some updates. And my mate Andre texted me saying, Burgess broke his fucking cheek. Like, I, I didn't know it was the first minute either. And I remember just showing my mate Scott, Beer Camel, and I was like, bro. And he's like, what the fuck? And it, like, it just fired the both of us up. 
fucking so good. <laughs> I, I, like whenever you're out of those, if you haven't been out there, as much as you turn your phone off, there's a good chance, like you never get any reception out there. Nah, Because there's anymore. so many people. And I remember I was at that game as well. And I remember yeah. my old man, fuck it, he used to kill me. We used to go to the grand final every year. And as the game would start, he'd put his headphones in and he'd listen to the call on the radio. Uh-huh. So I'd like go and say something. He couldn't hear a fucking word I was saying, but I'll never forget during that game after that when they were looking at Sam and everything, they kept playing. I was the same. I had no idea. And I remember Dad goes, apparently he's, he's just broken part of his face. Oh. And I just sort of went, oh, they must be speculating. He's still out there. That can't be true. Yeah. And then to find out it was true after, unbelievable. Best. Also, just a little trick. There's, there's, you're right. There's never any reception at AZ Stadium. So if you if you've lasted this long, you get a little you get a little hack. So ba- so what you do is you go to you get get your settings up, yep. go to mobile and change it from four G to three G or five G to three G because you never get reception because everyone it's usually at halftime at Origin as well because everyone's on their phone. That's why you can't get reception because everyone's on the network. So if you change it to three G, you're the only one in the stadium on three G and it always works. It's a hack I've been doing for years. So if you oh, listen to the podcast Maddie, this how long, that? If you listen to the podcast this long then you deserve a little hack. Oh, there you go, listeners. Put that one in your swag. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Anything else you want to throw in there, mate, on that on this South Sydney team? I think the other one, you know, we spoke about him, but obviously Luke Keary goes on to win back-to-back premierships, but yeah. two premierships is incredible. Having that third, that's something really something special though, isn't it? Yeah, even not as much because he wasn't really part of the team as much as Keary was, but like Coruscant as well. Mm. Like he's, he's won three. Um I think the biggest thing for South fans would be like growing up or all, all it was is you'd never seen your team win a comp. You never seen your team win a comp. Be like Parra now. You never seen your win team, a comp, team win a comp. It'd still be like that now, which would be so frustrating, especially well, after being two grand finals. Well, that was going to be my next question to you. Would you have won a comp if you didn't win in 2014, you think? Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Probably not. Probably not. Because Burgess left. He was leaving no matter what. Mm. Um, and I, d- I don't see why we would have been any more hungry in 2018. Like the, the comp was five years gone then. So I, I wouldn't think so. No. Fuck, imagine if you didn't win that comp and then you had to watch Kiri win two a couple of years later. <laughs> <laughs> the chalks. Fucking hell. Yeah. Because he won it with us, he can have him. He can win as many as you want with Roosters. You, you won your first one with us, and I'm forever indebted to you, Luke. So Yeah, incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, so guys, we're going to do a few more of these. Uh, we're not sure who will do it. If you've got any ideas, if you want to you know, s- send us a message on Instagram or leave it in the YouTube comments to have a look at another team, if they potentially won a grand final that they lost, how it would change the history of rugby league, the history of certain careers. We are very, very open. There's obviously a lot of teams that won a grand final, and then the next year they lost, and they could have gone back to 
to back. Uh, a number of teams that are in that sort of boat that that could have changed history, obviously. So any that you want us to do, let us know and we'll be able to get stuck into those. Uh, but we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of the off-season, 6 p.m. as usual, as you guys know. And then on Tuesday and Thursdays, I think it'll be at 3 p.m., we'll be dropping a few more teams going through uh, their 2023 lineups, their best 17s, uh, according to me and Maddie. So stay tuned for those. Uh, I think we've got Roosters and maybe South this week, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, thanks for joining us once again on the off-season, guys. If you are on the YouTube, please subscribe, like, comment, tell your mates, whatever it might be. I think it's the best off-season content you're going to find. I think a lot of places have sort of um, closed their doors now for 2023, Maddie. So we're going to be pushing through. I mean, 2022, why, why, sorry. Why would you close your doors? There's still there's, footy to talk about. There's there's no more important time to talk about footy when there's no footy on. <laughs> yeah, That's 100%. <laughs> we'll be here. We'll be in the trenches. So we'll see you next week. Cheers, legends. See ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.